Shanti and Andre sat and talked about their childhoods. She felt comfortable with him, something she was not accustomed to. As they talked, the sun got lower in the sky. We had better go back in, otherwise Mama might think we're more than just working buddies and then get to asking all kinds of questions, and then you'll really be tripping, Andre said. They both laughed as they entered the house. Mama Annabelle insisted on making everyone's plate. She seemed to love watching her family socialize over a good home-cooked meal. Andre's brother were much smaller in stature than he and seemed less confident. Tori, Andre's sister, made it clear that she did not care for Shanty. If looks could kill, Shanty would have been in a nice wooden box underground somewhere. Shanty was accustomed to getting this reaction from other women. In her dealings with women, she could never understand why so much animosity was displayed to people that the person barely even knew. Shanty could not figure out where Tori's hostility was coming from. She and Tori had barely said hello. Shanty's plate was filled to capacity. Fried chicken, mixed greens, yams, macaroni and cheese, and deviled eggs, not to mention the cornbread and homemade biscuits that were on a separate saucer. She had no idea where she would put all the food. But she nibbled and nibbled until before she knew it, she had cleaned the entire plate. It had been a process, but the deed was done. It was the first meal she'd eaten since she'd gotten the news of her father's death. When she was done eating, she sat back in her chair, out of breath and exhausted. Everything was delicious, Mama Annabelle. Thank you, she said. Mama Annabelle looked at Shanty with a knowing look in her eyes and replied, You're welcome, baby. As Shanty sipped her lemonade, her mind took her back to the office and the meeting earlier in the day. Her mind always took her back to the office. She had so much to do and so many people to contact. She found herself feeling guilty for not being there. Andre, as if a mind reader, said, Come back to the world, Miss Lady. It will keep till the morning. Shanty smiled and did as she was told. She did not mind helping with the dishes. It was new to her. She'd always wanted a mother who would teach her the basic things that most little girls knew. Instead, she had a father who taught her how to run a multi-million dollar business. Tori watched with disdain and asked, You don't get in the kitchen much, do you? Shanty spoke clearly. No. Why? Ignoring the question, Tori asked, What do you do that keeps you from doing such domestic things? The remark was half question and clearly half sarcasm. Shanty looked up from the dish that she was washing. She felt the vibes that Tori was giving off. I'm the president of Stevens Worldwide, she answered with an air of annoyance. Tori looked at Shanty with shock on her face as she said, Ah, yeah? The Stevens Worldwide? I just saw something on the news about that the other day. What was it? What was it? The question was posed more to herself than Shanty. Shanty looked away and hoped that Tori would just leave the conversation alone. No such luck. Oh my God, you are Shanty Stevens. I saw you on the news the other day. That's where I know you from. Shanty could see Tori complete her thought in her mind. A look of pity was forming on her brow and in her eyes. Shanty stifled the cries that threatened to ensue. I'm sorry about your daddy. Are you, are you all right? Tori asked, genuinely concerned. Yes, I'm coping, Shanta replied less confidently. Suddenly, the air was less thick, 
as the hostile attitude that plagued Tori throughout the evening began to fade. They finished washing dishes in silence. Tori slipped off right before they were done. Shanti was drying her hands when Mama Annabelle came into the kitchen. She approached slowly and said, Shanti, honey, I just want to let you know that we are all so pleased to have you here. Tori thought she might have said or done something to upset you. She don't mean no harm, baby. She's just real protective of her brothers. Sometimes she comes across a little nasty. Shanti was quick to tell Mama Annabelle that she'd had a wonderful time and that she couldn't remember the last time she'd been so comfortable. The two women made their way to the front porch. The sky was that pretty purplish color that it gets right before it gets dark. There was something fresh about the air. Just as she had taken in a deep breath, Andre approached. You ready to go, Miss Lady? She liked the way he acted as though he'd known her forever. It tickled her. Yes, Andre, I really should be getting back. I have a long day ahead of me tomorrow, Shanty said. She said her goodbyes and Andre walked her to her car. Opening the door for her, he spoke softly. I'm glad you came. I'm glad I came too, she replied. As she backed into the street, Mama Annabelle and Andre stood waving. In the rearview mirror, Shanty could see Andre walking back to the house with his arms around his mother. Shanty drove home in silence. She felt more peaceful than she'd been earlier that day. It was odd coming home and knowing that no one would be there to greet her. Entering the house, she could still feel her father. She could smell her father. His presence was so strong, it was almost overwhelming. The movers had not delivered any of her things yet. It felt like she was home from school visiting, only her father was gone. As she walked up the stairs, Shanty felt tears well into her eyes. She blinked them away. She undressed, showered, and went to bed. Sleep came easy for a change. The fresh country air and a full stomach was just what she needed. Shanty arose earlier than usual the next morning. The scent of coffee brewing and bacon frying let her know that her breakfast was ready. She washed her face and put on her robe and slippers and made her way downstairs. Mona, the housekeeper, was preparing a breakfast fit for a queen. Hello, child, Mona spoke with a thick Jamaican accent. Sit yourself down right here. I want to tell of you not being hungry either. Shanti and Mona had always shared a special closeness. Mona, in a lot of ways, was like the mother Shanti never had. Shanti sat and ate the breakfast that had been prepared and placed before her without protest. She learned years ago, never argue with Mona. I took the liberty of unpacking your things and running you a hot bath, Miss Shanti. Is there anything else you'll need? Mona said as she rounded the corner. She was busy clearing the table and Shanti knew it would be pointless to make any suggestion. She smiled at Mona and bent to gently kiss her weathered cheek. No, Miss Mona. I can't think of a thing, she said softly. She welcomed the water as she settled in for a bath. She closed her eyes and lost herself in the lavish bubbles and floral fragrance. The bath was rejuvenating. She dressed quickly, choosing a slim-fitting black pantsuit. As she slid into her heels, she released her hair from the clips that held it. Brushing her hair, she wondered if her appearance told the tale of her sorrow. She could not afford a sign of weakness, especially now with all the vultures in the midst. Her every instinct told her that the worst was coming. People didn't appreciate her stepping to the plate, let alone swinging. Some had been around for years and had known her as a child. 
When it came right down to it, they wondered who she thought she was. I'm Quincy Stevens' daughter, bitch, she thought. She'd pull the rug from under them all. The last thing they ever thought was that she would assume the position of president. She stood in their way. And they were all messed up now because they knew that she knew and that she was on to them. Instead of wrapping her hair in the tight bun she normally wore, Shanti let her curls fall naturally and freely, hoping that the look would rub off. She made her way to her car and headed for the office. She arrived to find Cleo in a panic mode, speaking into the phone. Ms. Stevens is away from her desk. May I transfer to you her voicemail? Transferring the call, Cleo said, Shanti, I have reporters on hold. They've been calling all morning. They want to know what our plans are. What do you want me to say? Cleo was in a state of pure panic, and Shanti was about to snap. I don't want you to say anything. Where's Jeff, and why are you doing his job? Shanti asked in an irritated tone. He's in his office, Cleo responded nervously. Shanti was walking to Jeff's office as Cleo sat looking bewildered. She found him on the telephone. She took a seat in the big, comfortable chair in the corner. Jeff quickly got off the phone. Good morning, Shanti. Something I can do for you, he asked. Shanti looked at him, tilted her head to the side, and answered, Yes, Jeff, your job. You can do your job. What are you doing about all these reporters calling, and why is Cleo taking your calls? Jeff was visibly caught off guard with the questions. He fumbled for answers, but was unable to come up with any. Since it was obvious that Jeff was having trouble getting his thoughts together, Shanti stood and said, Schedule a press conference, Jeff, and then get back with Cleo with the time and place. Jeff nodded his head in acknowledgement as she strode towards the door. She stopped and looked back at Jeff just long enough to say, Get your act together. I have no room on my team for slackers. You either down like four flat tires or I'll retire you my damn self. And with that, she walked out the door, closing it quietly behind her. Thank you.